class is in session for the black and nerdy. Welcome to the Blurred Alliance University. Let's go. Blurred Alliance University podcast, last episode of the year. You already know who it is, professors J-Rock. Mick Flassman. We in this thing. So, you know, we got to end the year, right? So we thought this episode would be a little bit different. We're going we gonna to give out some awards this, this episode. We're on episode six, ending the year out right. Talking about everything that we liked, everything that we didn't like. Facts. <laughs> Because, I mean, of course, some of this shit was just weak. So we got to talk about it, too. But, yeah, this is going to be the first annual Blurred Alliance University Awards. We're calling these things the Blurdies. The Blurdies. So you know it's real. You always got to have a name for it. Always. Like we was talking about. Trademark the right there, baby. Oscars. You know what I'm saying? Right. Don't know why. We worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> if I see another Blurred podcast talking about Blurdies, it's a wrap. I'm firing we off. We beefing. But we're going to hop right into it. We're going to start giving out awards for the best of the best, the worst of the worst, and we're going to keep this thing moving. So first award, of course, we got to keep it nerdy. We going with the best Marvel movie that dropped this year. No Way Home. Got it. it it's got to take it for me. You feel me? I mean, the story was great. Action was great. It had great comedy. had heartfelt moments. It, it just delivered. It had such high expectations. And to deliver on those expectations, I mean... It's got to go to No Way Home. Yeah, no question. Yeah, I agree. No Way Home for sure. Uh, especially because it wasn't like, I mean, there's just TV shows more this year. But yeah, No Way Home is definitely top tier. I enjoyed every minute of it. I could watch it again and again and never get tired of it, to Facts, be honest. Bro. To be honest, like, it was really between No Way Home and Shang-Chi. Yeah. Like, of course, Black Widow was supposed to been come out already. Right. And it kind of suffered just because it was in between old movies that we had already seen like right. civil war and infinity war it was an older story um not to say it wasn't good or anything but it, it just wasn't up to par and then eternals was just okay yeah. to me. like wasn't that good no. yeah so it, it was really just between shang chi and no way home and just because we're giving it to no way home don't mean that shang chi wasn't a man shang chi right. was dope as hell shang chi is still up there but like as in like a whole film together no Way Home definitely hit every marker. It was just, oh, man. That show, <laughs> yeah. that show was amazing, man. Amazing Facts. Spider-Man, man. Right. <laughs> <Amazing> Spider-Man, man. <laughs> nah, real shit, though. So, No Way Home, first annual Blurdies, best Marvel movie for sure. From here on out, we have differing opinions, <laughs> but Clearly. we definitely saw a, a host of different movies this year. And I feel like this year wasn't even that huge for movies like that. Man. Like we was talking about, like it kind of felt off because a lot of the movies were being released on streaming anyway. So it felt like I wasn't watching a lot. Like, did it feel like that to you too? Yeah, bro. I'm telling you, like, you know, normally my movie choices are top tier. Like, right. I watch a lot, you know, from indie to classic to whatever the fuck. But this year I just, I wasn't there. Like right. I was just more in a TV show type of mood because like theaters weren't really open we really weren't doing anything streaming's here so i just click on something and like i said last time i just been watching hella 80s 90s <laughs> and 2000s movies and tv shows for some weird ass reason bro i swear the pandemic was hitting different bro, this year man <laughs> like like it just took us out of what we normally do bro and like like we talking about it just felt completely different yeah. not to say there was just 
a ton of good movies that came out this year because I really felt like there wasn't. There wasn't. Like, we couldn't but, even remember what came out this year. Bro. Right. We really had to go through the whole list of every movie that dropped. Like, oh, I did see that. <laughs> I hella forgot. I was like, I forgot this shit even came out this year. I thought it was last year, bro. Bro, or because the year just seemed like it was a fucking decade. <laughs> like, this year was seemed... so fucking just a blur. Bro, even when we were looking at the movies we saw, and it was like, that came out this year? Bro. <laughs> I really had to Google, like, 2021 movies because I swear to God, these shits came out, like, two years ago. Same, but, yeah, it, it's been different. But we're going to keep it moving. For best actor, my blurry goes to Jonathan Majors for The Harder They Fall. Uh, as, as y'all can see, that was, what, like, the first or second episode I was talking about that movie. That movie really hit for me. It was super dope. It was dope to see an all-black cast. And he carried. I mean, he, he's just a dope actor. He gives his all with whatever role he's in that I've seen him in, from Lovecraft to his appearance as Kang and Loki and, and The Harder They Fall. So he, he carried that movie definitely for me. So my blurry goes to Jonathan Majors for Best Actor. That's what's up. So who, who, you, got? who you got? My blurry goes to Daniel. Say his last name. Kaluuya. Thank you. <laughs> For uh, Judas and the Messiah. Say that. <laughs> I ain't gonna act like I know how to say it. I'm gonna box this man name. But yeah, Judas and the Messiah, that actually did come out this year. Most people just forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was, to me, that was a really good movie. I feel like Daniel, like you said, carried that film. Mm-hmm. He brought Fred Hampton to life, and I just was so blown away by that. And the trailer itself, I was just like, man, I gotta watch this movie, even though I'm gonna be sad as shit. <laughs> but I'm gonna watch it. But yeah, that to me, Daniel <laughs> Daniel played his part. Daniel has always been a good actor to me, especially since, you know, Get Out. Yeah. Even in Black Mirror, you know, he's yeah. came a long way. So to see him doing something like this and be this top tier and not get the love that he really should. So I'm going to give it to you. This is my love to you, Daniel. Yes, sir. Here's yes, your sir. first blurdy. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, one day I'll watch it. I'm sure I'll watch it one day. But like we talked about in the last episode, it was just too much for me this year. Yeah. Like, I couldn't do it. But yeah. like you said, from the trailers and everything, like, just just seeing clips on YouTube, on TikTok, whatever, he was doing his thing. He like, was. He, he, he really was. He really did his thing. In front, even his press tour was hella good um, when I would see interviews with him and just how serious he took the role. So, yeah, I, I definitely see that. So, again, just to recap... Best actor, mine was Jonathan Majors, and mine's Daniel. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya. Thank you. I can not ruin this man's name. I feel you. I feel you. But now we're moving on. Of course, best actress. Who you got? Hear me out. All right. <laughs> Hear me out. Why okay. You- My movie selections this year were not like amazing. So, like, actresses were a little limited on my list of mm-hmm. movies. Okay? And I'm not going to knock her. I'm not going to knock her because I feel like I've, we've known her our entire lives. Yeah. So, I picked Zendaya just because I've seen Zendaya, like, three, four times this year in No Way Home, in Malcolm and Marie, and in Dune. So, she just bit around in my life yeah. all this year for no reason. So she's the only girl that actually had lines. <laughs> that actually had lines in your head. In, in my head that actually made an impact on something. And Malcolm Marie wasn't a good movie, but it did display, you know, Zendaya in a different type of, you know, role, you know, because she's normally just the kid, the teenager, like in Euphoria and Casey yeah. Undercover. Kind of showed her range. Right. So this showed her as an adult, because, you know, 
I'm not used to her kissing people. So, <laughs> like you said, she really grew right. up in front of everybody. Right. So, she's just a child. She got that Disney money. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, but my best actress is gonna be Zendaya uh, for Malcolm and Marie, technically, because that's what I think her range was at. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Zendaya. Here's your first blurdy. Okay, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I mean, you gave valid reasons. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, you just started with, hear me out. <laughs> I just got to let him know. Because understand this. All right? I'm, like, for real, I'm really hard judgment on people. Facts. So, like, it takes a lot. And this year, my movie game was just weak. So, this is the best I could do, people. I mean, 2021 movie's game was pretty weak, yeah. to be honest. It's just not that good. But, yeah, I feel you. Like you said, she she got to show off her range a little bit, and she was in a few projects this year. So, I mean, I, I see nothing wrong with that. And, and for my best actress, I got to go with Emma Stone um, just for Cruella. Because Cruella was a good movie. I think it would have been better if it wasn't tied to a property already. Like, if it wasn't just 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. Because the story was fine. But the fact that they tied it to 101 Dalmatians left room for hella plot holes. Like, there are hella plot holes where it's like, this does not match up to 101 Dalmatians. So, you should have just made it a standalone movie. But Emma Stone did her thing in the movie. Like, she was Cruella. Like, she, she really took the role seriously. She gave her all in it. And because you know, sometimes with like Disney movies and kid movies, right? People don't take it as like you could tell when the actor isn't all in yeah. or like invested. Yeah, like she was invested in this shit for real. Well, I mean, if you really think about Cruella, it's a bitch trying to fucking skin dogs. <laughs> Bruh, evil, like dude. this is an <laughs> evil ass like woman. Like <laughs> people don't talk about it enough for me. Like Bruh. this bitch is trying to skin animals, and no one is thinking about it. <laughs> It's, it's really bad. So, yeah, I honestly am not surprised she got off in that movie. But I had no parts in watching that. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, and she kind of humanized her, too. Because, of course, like you said, she's hella evil, nigga. Like, she's built different. And right. niggas don't really talk about her. But they tried to humanize her in the movie and try to give her a backstory and all that shit. And try to give her a little redemption arc. But it's like, again, it would have been better as a standalone movie instead of being attached to 101 Dalmatians. Because... I still don't feel sorry for you. Like, based on where we saw you in 101 Dalmatians, like, you're still evil. Like, you're not a good person. At all. But, like I said, Emma Stone made her likable. Um, she gave her all. She was really invested. Um, if I had to give an honorable mention, though, I'd give it to Florence Pugh for Black Widow. I know you haven't seen it, but you saw her in Hawkeye. Right. But she she carried Black Widow, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> Which sucks, because, like, everyone's talking about, like, oh, Scarlet's getting her movie. Get, she's finally getting her movie. Scarlet was really a uh, side character in her own movie, because Florence owned that shit. Well, yeah, because her fandom is huge now since Black Widow came out. Facts. I mean, it, it's deserved, because she, she really did her thing in that movie, too. So, Emma Stone, go ahead. Get your first blurdy, you know what I'm saying? But I, I had to give a shout-out to Florence, too. Respect. Yeah. Next... DJ is really not going to have anything to say about this, but we're moving on to best animated movie. <laughs> if y'all been listening, which y'all should be listening, you know what I'm saying? Y'all know that he really doesn't watch cartoons or anything <laughs> animated. Like, every time we talk about something animated, it's like a classic from like when we were little. But, I, of course, I'm the animated dude. I, I pretty much watched all the animated movies that dropped this year. From Vivo to Encanto to Raya the Last Dragon. But the best animated film this year was The Mitchells vs. the Machines. That dropped on Netflix. 
Um, this movie is so solid. And it kind of brings up the point that we talked about before, how animation studios are catching up to Disney. Yeah. Because uh, I'll give honorable mention to Raya, because Raya was cool too. But it almost felt like an Avatar The Last Airbender kind of, it was just cool. kind of vibe. You know what I'm saying? Because she was looking for the dragon that was supposed to still be around to help save people, yeah. which is just like Avatar Aang. Like, there's that one person that's been frozen or like gone right. for so long. And then the the different nations and it, like it was literally just like Avatar The Last Airbender, which is not to say it wasn't well done because it was, it was cool. Um, but even Encanto was, was okay. It was kind of lacking. Like the music wasn't even that good. Vivo was just another Lin-Manuel Miranda animated musical. Um, but Mitchell's Versus the Machines was so creative. The animation was different. And it's Sony animation, so the same people that did Into the Spider-Verse and stuff. Oh, okay. So the, the story was original. It was funny. It was insightful. It had representation. The main character, the young girl, she she was um, LGBTQ. Um, so it, I don't know. That that movie really had me rolling when I was watching it. It's super funny. It's super well thought out. If you haven't seen it, again, it's on Netflix. But... First animated blurdy goes to Mitchell's vs. the Machines. So, moving on, since I know McFly has nothing to say about this. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> like, not. I do not. I it do is not. a cartoon. It is a cartoon you already bro. know the vibes. I, I'm sorry. Well, you know what? No, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I just, I don't knock people that watch cartoons. Because obviously, you know, if I see Zootopia, like when it came out, yeah. I want to watch it. You know, mm-hmm. Wreck-It Ralph, stuff like that. But I don't know. I just... I just don't get into it like I used to. It's just animated. So, like, I need real people. Right. It got to be different for you. Because, yeah. like you said, like, you watch certain ones. Yeah. I feel like the ones you like have very adult themes. They do. Like, it's adult matter. was, yeah. like, racism. Literally. Essentially just a movie about racism and, and discrimination. I, and I watched it, like, a thousand times. And then Kubo, like, when we went to see Kubo, one, the animation was totally different. Top tier. And two, the themes were hella heavy. Like, Kubo was heavy, bro. Bruh. <laughs> I love that movie. (laughs) Kubo is solid. And people don't talk about Kubo enough. Kubo is one of the best animated movies probably within the last decade. For sure. Without question. Yeah, but I feel like that's your thing. Like it it just has to be more adult than I need adult humor, adult manner. I just don't like going to watch a kid movie. <laughs> I love the kids, but I don't want to hear the niggas while watching a movie, bro. Really? I mean, to each their own, bro. Yeah. It, you know, it is what it is. But again, best animated blurdy. First one goes to Mitchell's Versus the Machines. Um, next, we're talking about the best story. So the, the best story that we've seen written and, and brought to life on screen. I think we were both in agreement on this one. Yeah. It's the harder they fall. The harder they fall, yeah. I talk about it a lot. So what you got to say about no, it? No, I, I, I wouldn't even have watched the movie unless you told me. <laughs> I was telling everybody. I really <laughs> forgot. Like, I thought it was just coming to Netflix, but you saw it in the theater. But no, yeah, it's a really great story. I love Westerns. And then you give me a cast of all black people. Oh, man, I'm sold right then and there. Bruh. It was it was top tier casting, too. <laughs> it's not like we was in here with a bunch of randoms. These was real actors. Mm-hmm. I was hella happy to see the Blue Ranger because I feel like I haven't seen him since White yeah. Boy Rick came out. Yeah. And he sold the show. He was funny. He mm-hmm. was caring. Well, he wasn't caring. He was funny. <laughs> he still can act, which is good because mm-hmm. I feel like he's hasn't been in shit, really. They haven't been getting him anything. Nothing, bro. And then just to see them, Idris Alba, Regina King. Even Daniel Cole was in that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. It was just, I don't know. I just, I really loved it. And honestly, if they made a number two, I'd so watch that shit. Facts. And they left the door open. So yeah, hopefully they, they do really make did. a number two. 
I'd be I'd be excited to see a sequel. But yeah, like you said, man, it was just dope just to see a cast that looks like us, and it wasn't just like a trauma, a black trauma movie. Right. Like it. Like people act like they can't make movies in different genres with black people. You know what I'm saying? Like there were cowboys that were black. Like why can't we see that? <laughs> and there were outlaws that were black and everything. And I like that in the movie before it even starts. It says that these were real people like this yeah. isn't a, a true story but these were real people right. you know what i'm saying um but yeah the the story was great um the acting was top tier uh it, like i said it, it's really one of my favorite movies that i've probably ever seen but again it's on netflix so if you haven't seen it please go watch it but first blurdy for best story goes to the heart of they fall uh we we pulling up next to the best cinematography you can go ahead, bro. Cause... So obviously, <laughs> there wasn't a lot that dropped like for cinematography. There's, right. you know, Marvel had his thing or whatever, Suicide Squad, DC, whatever. Right. But to me, and I know this is shocking to believe because I'm pretty sure no one was going to watch this movie. But Doom, Doom was really, <laughs> it was really shot really well, and <laughs> I was so surprised. And that's the thing with me, like you have to surprise me in order for me to give you enough credit. And Dune definitely surprised me because that story is so dull and so boring <laughs> and so plain. And honestly, it's really not that good of a story. But the shots in it were just, oh my God, I was fucking losing my mind in that theater. It was just, I was expecting just dialogue, mm-hmm. not really like, you know, a little bit of action here and there. But no, yeah, they, they did a wonderful ass job. And I'll probably never watch that movie again. <laughs> but the shots in that motherfucker were top tier. It's like it was beautiful. But it was that so shit beautiful. Never getting turned on that locker. It was so gorgeous. It was just like I don't know, bro. I feel like I haven't seen shots like that in such a long time. Such a cinema moment. Like that's one of the movies you have to go to the theater for. Yeah. Like if you watched it on your TV, you didn't get you the didn't. full experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's that to me is why I love going to the theater. So if you have a movie that could do that. Then, bro, I'm sorry. I love you. That's that's cinema. That's yeah. what I that's what I pay for, especially for fourteen goddamn dollars. That's it ain't cheap, dude. Because like I don't know. I'm not surprised that you picked that because the trailers looked good. I mean, yeah. like you said, it's not the same when you see it on your TV screen. Yeah. Um. So like people that are watching on HBO Max and stuff like that, they probably didn't get that full experience. But I think we talked about it before when it was just like, I think it's just going to be a movie that's meant to look good yeah. and and it's not really like pushing anything, right. pushing the envelope or anything like that. Because like we talked about, it was pretty much just a world building story. Like they're planning on making more. So this one was just like, we have to explain everything before we can actually get into yeah. action or like which, anything that actually happens. Right. Which, which is good. And honestly... Because he said he's making two parts, maybe three. Mm-hmm. So the first one really, like you said, is just explaining the story. And I think what everyone thought was, oh, we're going to go in. It's just going to be a lot of talking. But I'll be honest. There was there was a good amount of dialogue, but there was also a good amount of action as well. Yeah. There was a lot of shit blowing up. Mm-hmm. He was getting shot. Um, Aquaman, what's his name? Uh, Jason Momoa. He got off in that motherfucker. Yeah. He was really a dog out there. Really bully breed. <laughs> I was, I'm telling you, I really like this movie. <laughs> this movie really caught me off guard. Only because I watched the recap of the old one. Yeah. And that shit was dog shit. <laughs> 
So if you ever seen that one and then you see this one, oh, there's no comparison. Yeah. This one is way better. Yeah, and I feel that. Um, and like you said, it's good that they know that they have plans to make more. So he took his time with it. He's like, look, I'm not just going to cram everything because that book is dense too. Man. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes on and there's a lot of politics. There's a lot of things that need to be explained. I mean, it's a whole new world that they're introducing us to. Right. So it's good that he took his time. It was just like, look, I know we got a few more movies that we're going to do. So this one, I'm making sure that the groundwork is laid down before we actually get into the shit. So that's cool. Um, Like I said, I'm not really surprised because the trailers actually looked really good. Um, But I have to also give love to Zack Snyder's Justice League cut because some of the shots in there were really good too. Uh, of course, he overused slow mo. We all knew that was gonna happen. I mean, the bitch is four hours, nigga. Like, Jesus <laughs> like an hour and thirty minutes of it that was added was just slow mo. I split that bitch in two days because I wasn't watching that whole four Bruh, hours. You almost have to. Like it, it's just hard. But I'm glad it got released. You know, his vision was able to get out into the world and things like that. But like I said, some of the shots in there were really beautiful too. So I, I got to show a little bit of love there. But yeah, Doom. Congrats. First Blurdy for Best Cinematography. Um, We're going to get into a little bit more lighthearted stuff now with Best Comedy. And this comedy really just <laughs> took me by surprise. Bro. I did not think it was going to be this funny. But uh, we're giving it to Vacation Friends on Hulu. Um, it has Lil Rel. It has uh, John Cena and Yvonne Orji from Insecure. Um this movie is funny oh as God, hell, bro. bro. Oh like, I really like John Cena as a comedic actor, bro. Bro. Like, him in this movie and in Blockers, oh bro. I'm sorry. He's a better actor than The Rock. Quote me on it. I don't give a fuck. Like, anything. If The Rock and John Cena came out with movies at the same time, I'm going to see a John Cena movie. I don't give a fuck, nigga. <laughs> like, you think The Rock is better than John Cena? Yeah. And what? I mean, I mean... To me, he is. Yeah, in what? I mean, Game Plan. I love that movie. He's good in that. Tooth Fairy. I love that. Hell Um, no. Walking Tall. I love that. Uh, 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 This nigga said I'm trying to think of hella shit. Uh, uh, shit, I don't even take skyscraper, nigga. <laughs> Fuck no! Oh my god! Hell nah! But it's it's different. I I like The Rock. Like we, I I watched wrestling, so I grew up with Rock. So I'm a fan of The Rock more than I am a John Cena. I'm not saying I'm not a fan of The Rock. I just enjoy John Cena more. Yeah, I just. Yeah, we're just different. I just enjoyed Dwayne Johnson. I'm surprised you said Tooth Fairy. We just got done talking about how you hate cartoons, and you mentioned the Tooth Fairy. It wasn't no cartoon. I know it's not a cartoon, but it might as well should have been. I mean, I was still young when the bitch came out. It's not like I was 45, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> no, I'm 45. <laughs> I guess, bro. It's their own. But like I said, this movie, Vacation Friends, was hella funny. Hella funny. It, like, John Cena and Lil Rel actually played off each other really oh, well. Fucking Kim- chemistry, bro. Chemistry was off the charts, bro. Oh, my God. Like, that movie was so fucking funny. <laughs> and I was so surprised because I thought it was going to be so bad. So did I. But, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the shit in that movie, bruh, is so ridiculous. Niggas is really drinking cocktails with cocaine around <laughs> <laughs> Like, what? Why every time around you, there's drugs? <laughs> so, essentially, if you haven't seen it, uh, like I said, it's on Hulu. It's about a couple, Lil Rel and Yvonne, they're going on a trip together. He's about to propose. 
and they're staying at the same resort as John Cena and his girlfriend or wife or whatever she is. I don't even know what she is to him in that movie, to be honest. Um, but essentially, John Cena and them are just crazy, and they pretty much ruin Lil Rel's vacation. <laughs> and when they get back from vacation, John Cena just happens to find them again and the hilarity just ensues at home instead of on vacation. Oh my god! So, like I said, man, this this movie is very funny. It is a very hard R. So, yeah, <laughs> do not. It's not Only funny. Only adults, kids, right? Only adults, bro. <laughs> it's a very hard R. I feel like we're back at the theater now. You remember niggas used to try to buy tickets to like rated R movies that were hella rated bro, R. They still do with their shit. kids, and it's like. I don't think you understand how rated R this movie is. Bro, like, when everybody was coming to see Trainwreck because LeBron was in it, oh, my God. Bro. I was like, bro, this is rated R, rated R, and there's a reason to it. <laughs> yeah. Motherfuckers coming out, oh, you didn't tell me that was in there? Yeah, I did. Bro, I totally did. The worst you. one was Sausage Party, <laughs> nigga. Oh, my God. I don't want to talk about that. No. <laughs> like, bro, parents are really coming up. I get it. It's animated. But, like, pay attention. My Man. nigga, like... You can tell just from the trailers. I mean, one, the trailers have rated R at the beginning of them or the end. They literally and dropped two, a red band trailer. Of bruh. And literally every time. I wouldn't sell a ticket before I told them this. Like, this is a, an adult movie. Like, this is the hardest R-rated movie I've seen in a long time. And they're like, oh, it's fine. It's animated, right? What does that have to do with anything? Have you seen the boondocks or nothing? Like, there's adult animated content. Like, why does that matter? So, yeah, it's people are just ridiculous with what they take their kids to see and then get mad. Like, that's the ridiculous part. Right. When they get mad and come out, it's like, you didn't really say, I told you it was a hard R, bro. Right. Stupid. So, again, Vacation Friends is a very <laughs> hard R movie, but. If you're grown, you listen to this, go ahead, check it out. It's on Hulu. Hella funny. But again, moving on a little bit. Best action movie. I have Shang-Chi as my best action movie of the year. I'm the type of person when I like action movies and I watch action movies, I'm more so wanting to see hands thrown than than guns. So explosions and everything, those are cool. Those are dope. But I'd rather see a kung fu movie or a boxing movie or something like that rather than guns. And I think that's why I lean more towards Shang-Chi than any other movie um, that came out this year. And the action scenes of Shang-Chi, I mean, top tier. Top tier MCU. So I'm riding with Shang-Chi for best action this year. What you got? I got Suicide Squad. I like death, nigga. Oh I need God. niggas to get clapped, Heartless. shot, stabbed, Heartless. brutally blown up, Heartless. heads popping, all that. And Suicide Squad. Definitely gave me that. I mean, yeah, everybody died on the beach Man, in the first five that minutes. Was so dope. All them niggas got roasted just like that. That that is action. I need niggas dead. I ain't looking for hands. Fuck all that. Blast away, cuz. Blast away. <laughs> <laughs> you really talking like you got that thing on you, nigga? You gotta keep that vibe on me, big dog. Tug, like you wildin' right now. <laughs> that nigga said chitty chitty bang. bang. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but the Suicide Squad was a really good movie and it had good action. So I mean, I, I have nothing against that pig. So like I said, I have Shang-Chi, he has Suicide Squad, Blurdy for best action goes to those two. Best drama, I actually did not really look at dramas this year to be honest i i any drama that came across my screen 
I turned that shit off. Like it was it was that type of year. But I know you're more so on that drama side, so what you got for best drama? I'm a real sad boy in life, you know? So yeah. I watched Here Today starring Tiffany Haddish and Billy Crystal. Definitely one of the saddest movies I've watched in a long time because I was in in that theater crying like no other. Um, it's about pretty much Billy Crystal coming down with uh, Alzheimer's and Tiffany Haddish bumps into him and they become friends and she starts taking some care take takes care of him and yeah it's just a real tearjerker. It's very sad. There's drama within the family because of the mother and you know him being diagnosed with it. So. It's just, yeah, it, 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 Bruh, it I was sounds like a lot. <laughs> I was crying so much. Like, it was disgusting. Yeah, I couldn't take that this yeah. year, bro. No, like, I, I don't know what I was thinking, but I love Billy Crystal, so yeah. I just had to go see it. But yeah, definitely definitely don't recommend unless you want to cry. Um, <laughs> it's not funny. It's There's no happiness in it, even though Tiffany Haddish is in it. There's a couple moments where you'll chuckle, but overall, yeah, you're just going to cry the most of the movie. Did you see this in theaters, or was it... Yes, I did. Damn, I really don't even remember this no, movie coming out. It was already in, like, the smallest theater when it came out. Sheesh. But I had heard about it, and I was like, oh, I could watch this on one of those days where I just want to zone out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that was that was my mistake. <laughs> 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 that was on me, you know. My mistake. <laughs> was was like, I did not know what the fuck but, I was getting myself into. Yeah, no one knows what this movie is, so I, I definitely wanted to give it a little recognition, just because I feel like people, you know, they love Billy Crystal, you right. know. So yeah, that's that's definitely best drama for me. I think that's the only drama I watched this year in the sense of movie related, just because I couldn't handle any more after that. Yeah, I mean, other than the true stories, you feel like well, King yeah, Richard, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And Judas and Messiah. Yeah, yeah. But I feel you. Yeah, I, I really just couldn't do it this year. But like you said, <laughs> it might have been a mistake to watch that. Shit. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> While it was well done, you know what I'm saying. If you're not in the mood to be just sad. Like this, this ain't for you. But again, blurdy for best drama goes to here today. Um, now we're getting into some music related topics. Best music this year. Um, a lot of the music this year uh, I saw was actually animated. So Vivo was an animated musical, and Kanto was an animated musical. Um, and really, for me, the best music came from In the Heights. Like the the soundtrack to In the Heights really just slaps to me, and I had never seen the Broadway production of it before, or like the stage production. So I was going into it fresh. Um, yeah, that that shit hits, and I'm not even a Lin Manuel Miranda fan like that. But In the Heights really hit to me. What you think? Yeah, same. In the Heights is really dope. The soundtrack is fire. Um, I feel like you know, like we've been saying, Dr. Dre definitely carried. Corey uh, most of the Corey, sorry, that was his real name. But yeah, <laughs> he definitely carried. The music was top tier. I'm not a manual fan either, um, but I was very excited because I did watch In the Heights, the Broadway show. It's on YouTube, the whole entire thing yeah. is on YouTube. So that's where I found it, and then I was hella, hella geeked when the movie was released on the trailer. Yeah. But then it got pushed back like an entire <laughs> fucking year. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And then proceeded to make no And then <laughs> You can't push back musicals for a year no <laughs> one's gonna watch it especially this because no one even knew what it was so yeah but yeah definitely definitely top tier music minus a couple things but i'm not i'm not gonna get that deep into it yeah it was dope and like you said Corey carried every song he was on right. like he outshone every other person whether it's anthony ramos whether it was any of the other leads like it did not matter i didn't i didn't even know Corey could sing like that me neither 
Bro, and then remember, I looked at him, I was like, bro, he went to Juilliard. Like, he's really about this shit. This nigga's a real actor. Bro, he's really talented, and he don't get enough love from me. He don't. So, shout out, Corey, man. You you really did your thing on that. Corey Hawkins. Yes. Now I remember. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've been calling him Dr. Dre I've been calling him Dr. Dre straight, straight out of Compton, bro. <laughs> I think we'll stay forever be Dr. Dre, bro. But, yeah, man. In, in the Heights, music was solid. I, I think it was just the best body of music in regard to TV and entertainment that dropped this year. Um, so, first blurry for best music goes to In the Heights. Now we're going to get into a, a little bit of the worst here. Uh, you know, not everything that came out this year was great. So, the worst movie that I saw this year was Coming to America. Uh, it was terrible. Like, it didn't have the spirit of the first one. It came out way too, too late after the first one. Like, they just let way too much time pass. It really just didn't hit the same. I don't feel like the actors' hearts were in it. Um, and it just wasn't an enjoyable watch. I'm glad that it was streaming, so I didn't really have to go anywhere to see it. But other than that, it it, it wasn't good. It Worst movie for me. What what you think? That movie sucked. So, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a runner-up for me, but unfortunately... <laughs> unfortunately. Unfortunately, I, I took the cake on this one. And watched fucking Night Teeth. I cannot believe you watched that. Bruh, it was, you know, October. I was looking for something Halloween-ish. You know I'm not a big, scary kind of guy. So this was a cool little, you know, pick. And I didn't know it was going to be that awful. (laughs) But it was. It was so bad. What's the synopsis on it again? Is it just like there's a vampire hunting people or what? So, like, pretty much, you know... The vampires and the humans signed a treaty yeah. to not, you know, fight or beef or eat other humans and yeah. stuff like that. And they could, vampires could do whatever they want, blah, 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 in the sense of, like, certain region. And then, like, one of them, like, got a power trip and started killing everybody. <laughs> and then, like, the one dude, the main dude with the afro, yeah. his brother is, like the leader of his gang or whatever the fuck. This sounds and so the, bad. And the vampire dude like kidnapped his girlfriend and then like <laughs> the brother had to go try to get him back and then like they try to set up the big brother with the dude with the afro. He ended up taking the big brother's job for that night because he had to go find his girlfriend. And then that so happened to be two vampires he was wrong with that he didn't realize it's just, it's not right. a good movie. It's so bad. It's And I only watched it because of the dude with the afro. Right. Because, you know, he up and coming. He's in Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He was in Bumblebee. He was in uh, Wu-Tang Clan. So, you know, I'm giving my little brother some support. You know, you gotta have a couple bombs every now and again in your acting career. And that definitely is his bomb. I'm about to say, this that sounds like a huge bomb. Sucked. I mean, aside from so bad description not being that great. It was so <laughs> bad. It just sounds it's bad. so not good. And then, like, it has a lot of people in it. Like, the dude, one of the villains is from uh, Kings of Thrones. It had Megan Fox in it. Sweeney Todd. Sweet, not Sweeney Todd. Whatever her name is from Euphoria. She's in it. But they're only in it for, like, two seconds. And then they die. Oh, and the nigga from Hunger Games, the one, not the bigger one, the first one, the first guy. He's in it, too. Yeah, that's a lot. And yeah. I'm never watching this movie. Please don't. So. <laughs> don't ever look, don't even look this up as you're listening to this. Because <laughs> you will not enjoy it. I, I promise you, you will not enjoy this movie at all. 
And I watched that whole thing too. I really can't believe that time back. And it's crazy because you really could have turned it off. I was at work. I was bored. Leave me alone. That's tough. But again, worst movies go to Coming to America and Night Teeth. (laughs) We (laughs) moving on to worst actor. (laughs) LeBron James, my nigga, step up. (laughs) LeBron James. LeBron James. Because your work in Space Jam 2 was not good, my God. Like, of course, you know what I'm saying? It's Space Jam. It's not meant to be taken too seriously. I mean, Michael Jordan's work in the first Space Jam ain't shit either. But, needless to say, it, it he was just bad. It like You could tell he never really worked with CGI like that before. And the whole fucking movie is CGI. And it's like... Yeah, this isn't good, bro. This is a whole miss for you. Um, I mean, you got you got a bag from it, so that's cool. You know, it made some money, but other than that, yeah, step away from acting for a bit. Get into the production side of things or something, because this ain't for you. Uh, and runner-up, or the 1B to his 1A, is Vin Diesel in Fast 9. Vin Diesel in, in any Fast and Furious will always be in this category for me, because he literally does nothing. And he made it worse when he talked about how he wanted to give The Rock acting advice, like he was just, like his beef with The Rock was about him bringing out his real actor and potential. It's like, have you not watched yourself, bruh? Like, niggas have no, like, awareness, like no self-awareness at all. And yeah, he'll always be in this category for me. So LeBron, Vin Diesel, do better. And if you can't, just step away. Just just do something else with your life. But who you got, fam? I got Lewis Tan from Mortal Kombat. That was the main guy. <laughs> Bro, he sucked. <laughs> like, he sucked. Like, and I get it. You know, he's the one that knows how to fight. So, obviously, they cast him. But damn that. There could have been different actors who can actually fight and act. Right. Especially for introducing a new character at that. So, then it's like, nigga, you didn't even bring this character to life. You're kind of just here in the way mm-hmm. while we're trying to watch the actual people we came to see <laughs> and you in this bitch front and center being terrible. And his power sucked. It was weak as fuck. His power was so bad. It made bro. no sense, bro. Like, I was so hyped for Mortal Kombat too. Like, I was so ready to watch this movie and it was just not good. The fighting was fine. But yeah, if you're going to be a top actor, you're going to be the main character. You need to bring more than just fighting, nigga. Do something else. And he didn't do shit. And like you said, it's not a character that was in the game. So it's not like you're trying to embody somebody right. that already exists. Like like you said, he has to bring this character to life. And he did like the bare minimum. Like, <laughs> like you said, he got cast for his fighting ability. But there are plenty of people that are athletic, that can do their own stunts. And also bring their acting chops to the table. So, yeah, I, I feel like it was also his writing too, because that too, like, he's, like his character was fucking bland as hell. And then they gave him this weak ass, like they didn't even make him the dopest dude. Like he was just there. Yeah, it was it was bad. So again, worst actor, Blurries goes to LeBron James for Space Jam Two, and Louis Tan for Mortal Kombat. Next up, of course, we're going to have a worse actor. We also have a worse actress. I think we agreed on this because we talked about it a little bit before. But Melissa Barrera in The Heights, she played Vanessa. She... Stay uh, broke then. <laughs> stay broke then. But like, oh man, I don't know. Like, 
anytime she was just on screen, it just brought the movie down for Bruh. me. All of production went down 20% anytime she 20%? You quantified it? Bruh. She was terrible. Like, she was so... Ugh. <laughs> like, uh Every time she came, I wish I could have skipped it in the theater. <laughs> and She's I, so useless. Bruh, and I think, again, like how we're talking about Mortal Kombat, I think some of it was the writing. Yeah. Because Vanessa is a better character in the stage production, now that I've seen it. And I know what happens in the stage production. They give her a lot more and a, a lot more character building. Because in this one, all she really wanted to do was get out of the heights. And they didn't really have a reason. And she was just like, I just want to be a fashion designer. And then she just ends up selling her fashion in the bodega. In the Heights. <laughs> like, like. Just moved up the street and still drove back to the Heights. And she was just a downer, like, in every scene she was in. And she didn't even play it well. Like, it's one thing to have that character that is a downer. Like, that's what they're supposed to do. And I felt like Vanessa was supposed to do that. But she didn't even do that well. Like, it like I said, it like whenever she was on, I felt nothing. Like even the love story between her and Usnavi, you feel me? Like there was nothing there. There was no chemistry. Like there wasn't even no background on why they even liked each other. Like she was just around and bitching all the time. And on top of that, how the fuck are you working in a salon and you broke? There's just no way. Everyone else in there was chopping hair, but your ass over here whining and crying, <laughs> talking about you want to be a fashion designer. Bitch, you can't even afford your own apartment. <laughs> you can't even afford it. So what? 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 Come on, bruh. Do better. <laughs> Do Again, better. Some of it was writing. Because like we were talking about the chemistry wasn't there. Anthony Ramos wasn't pulling his weight in their scenes together either. It's like, bruh, whenever he was on screen where like, he just didn't. It seemed like he didn't care. Like, you're supposed to be this dude that's supposed to have loved this girl forever at least that's what they made it seem because like you said they gave no backstory nothing like other than we live in the same neighborhood and you come here for coffee that i give you for free right but other than that it's just like i don't know they they weren't working with shit you feel me and it's just like i don't know it, it just wasn't good and also i didn't like the way that she was on the press tour talking about like addressing the colorism and everything in that movie because she yeah, she was doing anything, but that's more her personally. But again, her working in the Heights, it it was not up to par. Bottom tier. <laughs> it wasn't up to par. So our worst actress it goes to Melissa Barrera for In the Heights. But now we're moving back to the good side of things. Now we can talk about the best of the best. So the blurdy for best movie for me. I mean, y'all could have guessed this. It goes to Harder They Fall. Like. <laughs> <laughs> what else do I gotta say about this movie the movie was so solid from the cast the chemistry the writing the execution um you could tell people really were interested and invested in telling this story and it's a story that we don't often get like I say like we rarely have stories with black people in different genres like we don't have really black westerns or anything like that and it was cool that they took this chance they took this leap and were willing to make this movie and put their all into it, and, and it paid off. And it, it was just a, a great film. So for me, best movie of the year goes to The Harder They Fall. What about you? Hear me out. <laughs> you gotta start with that again. Hear me out. Now, okay, when I say this, it's not because, like, this was the greatest movie I ever watched in my life or something. Right. It was just a good movie this year. Mm -hmm. Now, I chose Dune. Now, I chose Dune 
because my expectations for that movie were so unbelievably low. Mm-hmm. I was expecting nothing but booty cheeks and garbage and good shots. Mm-hmm. And I watched the movie when we when I was out there with y'all and we had to wait for the birthday party or whatever. Right. So yeah, I was I was completely blown away, especially for how boring, how dull, and how plain this actual dense ass book is. <laughs> and like we've just been saying, it's about the writing and bringing it to life. And that's exactly what they did. They gave us beautiful shots. There was decent acting. Oscar Isaac, barely in it, but he did a good job. Yep. And the guy from the Thor movies, the scientist, he was in it. Mm-hmm. He did a good job as well. Skarsgård. Yeah, he was amazing in it as well. Like, each person, each character, each shot, it all blended in to one beautiful movie. Which is very surprising, because I really did not think I would like this movie at all. But I definitely did. Yeah. And like I said, Aquaman... He did that. Yeah. He was in it a little bit longer, but he did that. And then what's his name is in it? Thanos. He's in it too. Josh Brolin. But he'll be more in the part two than he was in this one. Yeah. But alone, each character all gave you a sense of, I don't know, like a big impact. Like, damn, you can't wait to see the second one. Yeah. And then the shots alone, it just, it was just a beautiful film, man. <laughs> and that's why, I, that's why I'm in this. That's why I'm in this. My because I love film, and I love what you really can do. Even though this is just a copy and paste, I feel like they did, this is probably the best copy and paste you could possibly do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was completely blown away by it. I was really shook. Um, if you like the dad, I don't recommend this movie because she's only in it for like 45 seconds. <laughs> but they made it seem like she was the star of the show. Definitely did. But she's not. She's in it for five minutes, literally. That's it. But overall, if you like sci-fi type stuff like this, you're into something that's just about dialogue and talking and some action, then you'll definitely enjoy this movie. I think it's still on HBO Max. But I would see it in the theater, but it's not in there. So buy the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if it's not on HBO Max now, you know they recycle shit. It'll yeah. be on there like yeah. next month. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I feel you. It was funny like when I met up with you after you saw it and you was like, I ain't gonna lie, bro. As soon as you started with that, I was like, oh, this nigga liked it. <laughs> I really did. I really did. I, And that's the thing, because it's really just about surprising me. Like, if I'm going in your movie and I'm like, this is about to be so dope, mm-hmm. then my expectation is going to be exactly what I thought. Right. But if I'm going in thinking, oh, this movie's going to be ass. But no, it wasn't. It wasn't ass at all. <laughs> it was really good. I was really like, damn. I liked it. I was so mad that I had to call my homie because he had watched it. I said, did you like it? He's like, yeah, I liked it. I said, fuck, I liked it too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, definitely the best movie for me, Dune, and for you. Harder they fall. So Blurdy. Yes, sir. But stay, sticking with the best theme, we're going to get into a little bit of TV now. I don't know. TV was a little off this year for me too. But of course, there were some great TV shows that have come out. My best TV show for this year is Invincible. Um, of course, like we've been talking about, I'm more into the animated side. And when they can bring a property that I've never heard of, like I didn't know Invincible was a comic till the show started. Um, so when they can bring a new property and do it justice, because I actually started reading the comics after the show started, um, and, and they really did it justice. It's, it's an amazing show. And the impact that it had, I mean, they started making memes out of it um everybody was really talking about it especially since it's just a different type of superhero story when you can do a new superhero story and make it fresh and it doesn't feel like a retread or like you're trying to copy someone else right you know i i think that's to be commended and they like i said they did a very good job with invincible 
Um, I love the show. I can't wait for this season two. Um, so if you haven't seen it, it's on Amazon Prime. Um, and the voice cast was solid too. I had Steven Ewan, I had Zazie Beats, J.K. Simmons, um, Sandra O. Oh, like they had like hitters in there too, and they were they were invested as well. So again, it's on Amazon Prime. It's called Invincible. Um, yeah, so that was my that was my best TV show for the Blurdies. What you got? Uh, I got Falcon and Winter Soldier, man. Yeah, that's my honorable mention. That, show. that definitely was one of my favorite TV shows this year, especially because I really didn't believe the chemistry in Sam and Bucky. Mm-hmm. Like, they had a couple scenes in there, but people were just, you know, riding them a little too hard for me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this show definitely complement. they were definitely complimenting each other, and they had good chemistry. They were still funny. It was still deep. The shots in it were fucking incredible. That opening scene with Falcon just flying around. Whew, like a jelly bird oh my god <laughs> and then obviously teaching us about isaiah and the other super soldiers mm-hmm. and just building something that could be i don't know as shocking as it was i was just like fuck why do i like this show because i really didn't plan to mm-hmm. i was more i was only excited for wanda and loki but obviously loki let me down Man. wanda was wanda enjoyed it but falcon definitely just caught me by surprise because i was just I really thought it was just going to be whatever. I thought it was just a fan show, like in a sense. Mm-hmm. But to see Cat, to see Sam become Cat, mm-hmm. and now we're about to introduce him in the Phase Four, and he gets his standalone, his solo bolo. Like this is just fuck. That show was fucking top tier, bro. It was fucking beautiful, <laughs> man. Like and like we talked about before, these Marvel shows—they're really just character building shows. Yeah. And I feel like this is one of them that did it the best. I mean, like you said, WandaVision was really good. WandaVision had great character moments too. Hawkeye is having great character moments right now. Loki definitely let us down. Loki was the worst one. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. It is the worst one. Fuck it. Um, But again, we're black. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the black stuff is going to hit harder no matter what. Facts. So seeing Sam, you know, who has been a side character his whole time in the MCU, finally get his shine. You know what I'm saying? And, and to come into his own and then get the history of Captain America with Isaiah Bradley and and what they did to him and yeah. and to see Sam come out on top in the end. Like you said, the shots were beautiful. They were having him do shit he's never done in the movie. It was so bro. dope. He was so dope. Even with the shield, the new vibranium suit. Man. Bruh, that show was hidden for sure. I wouldn't even say that's an honorable mention. That's like a 1B to, to Invincible, my 1A. Like, both of them were, were just dope shows, and they had very great themes. Like, even in Invincible with themes of family and fatherhood and and identity, you know what I'm saying? I feel like it, it goes hand-in-hand hand with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And like you said, I'm excited for Captain America 4. Like, Man. That movie's going to be crazy. It's going to be dope as fuck. Well. I can't wait. But, yeah, you made hella good points about that show. I know. That's what I do. You know what I'm saying? I'm a real critic out here. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you. <laughs> Next episode, I'm by myself. Anyways, the best TV shows, <laughs> Invincible, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier. Of course, we have the best. We're going to have the worst. What you got, fam? Yo, weak-ass show, Doogie. <laughs> First of all, I ain't say it was top tier. Yo, <laughs> I ain't say it was top tier. No, no, I'm not, I enjoy turning my brain off. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not even going to bash on it that much. It's only because I watched the original Doogie with Neil Patrick Harris. And I don't know. It's just, there's just something that's just not connecting with this show for me. So, yeah, it just isn't, 
it's not a bad show, but it's not a good one to me either. Like you said, you watch it just to turn your brain off. But yeah, I, I, I watch it because I'm actually trying to see like if they were going to do a good job representing the old Doogie. So therefore, they're not. Therefore, I'm over it. And that's why I think we're different because I didn't watch the old yeah. one. Yeah. So like until until this one actually came out, I didn't even know it was a remake. Like I was just like, oh, okay, that's cool. But again, to each their own. I watch it, turn my brain off. So, yeah, I, I feel it. Like I say, it's not a masterpiece by any means. It's it's really not that. But I see your points. Um, my worst TV show is called Our Kind of People. It came off Fox. It's in the same vein as, like, Empire and, and Star. <laughs> but you with, watch that? But it's without the music. So I didn't think it was going to be like that. But, like, the drama, the the out-of-pocket black family dynamic it's it sucks like it's so bad and i'm tired of these stories so i don't even really want to give it that much shine bro. <laughs> like that show really sucks Facts. but again worst tv shows that that we've seen this year mine was our kind of people and yours was doogie doogie kamelo <laughs> see all that is just so much but it's they in hawaii bro. so much oh my goodness yeah. but we we back to the best side of things um and we're talking about the best cast you know the the cast that had the most chemistry the cast that seemed like they they gave their all and for me it's a bit of a tie between no way home and of course the harder they fall but I feel like No Way Home's cast was so invested in this. They knew how big it was. They understood what this movie would mean to people. And everybody was all in. Um, from, of course, Tom, Zendaya, um, Willem Dafoe, everyone that came back. Right. Like, they really put in work. And even Willem Dafoe. I saw an interview this past week when he was talking about how he only agreed to come back if he could still do his physical stunts. Right. This man's 66. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's someone that takes so much pride in their craft. He's like, I don't deserve to bring this character back if I can't do what he would do. Right. So, again, the, the chemistry for the cast, we already know. We've seen them before. A1. They, they all rock with each other. They're all dope together. Um, and again, they just understood the gravity of the situation. They understood what this movie would mean to so many people and they took it very seriously. Um, and again, just with the harder they fall, I mean, Jonathan Majors, Idris Elba, Regina King, Lakeith Stanfield, Zazie Beats. I mean, this movie was, was stacked. Delroy Lindo, um, the Blue Ranger, I forget his name. I can't think of his name. And even Darwin from X-Men First Class. Yeah. Like, they were all like it was just stacked and i feel like they all shown they they all got the chance to shine it seemed like they had a blast making the movie together they had fun the chemistry was there um so again i, I just like seeing community like that like everyone's in here for the same goal not one person is just carrying everybody else and is pulling everyone's weight you know what i'm saying so again no way home part of they fall I, I can't really pick both of them were dope what you think uh i chose shang chi solid i just felt like like you said you all your points honestly the same here you know it felt like this movie really mattered to them so mm -hmm. they gave it their all and with the main guy and aquafina their chemistry was just unmatched as mm -hmm. a duo they were so funny together they you were. could feel the true love for them as just friends and and just watching the story build together was just so incredible because i feel like everyone complimented each other everyone knew what 
this was for. They mm-hmm. wanted the representation. They wanted this to reach everyone. And they were really dedicated to making a work of art. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah, that's solid. That That's a very solid pick. Because like you said, you could feel the love. Like, I feel like with casts like that, it's easy to just fall into the formula. Like, this is a Marvel movie. We're just here to get our bag. Right. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like Marvel has done a great job in casting people that, one, respect the source material, respect the mission that they're there for. And two, they're, they just seem like fun people, bro. Like, it just seems like... It just seemed like hella fun to just hang out and just be around them because you could tell they were just having a fucking blast bro, on set. Ball, bro. They were going crazy. So, like I said, I, I see all your points, too. So, best cast, Heart of They Fall, No Way Home, Shang-Chi. Enjoy y'all blurties, giving y'all that love. But now we've come to the final award we're going to give out for the first annual blurties, Best Fight. Because, you know, all the action movies that dropped this year, there are a ton of dope fights. But who you got for the best fight? I got the beach scene on Eternals. Fire. With, with uh, Makara and Paperboy. And, Face those. And <laughs> Paperboy. I don't know Paperboy <laughs> and uh, Icarus. Um, but, yeah, I feel like they didn't really display Makara and Paperboy's character that much until that moment and it really let me know how powerful they are because they had Icarus on such a pedestal Bruh. but they was really rocking that <laughs> they were whooping and, his bruh, ass like he really wasn't even that good at fighting he just beamed everybody and then flew around and maybe punched you <laughs> and that nigga he really wasn't that high of a caliber to me I feel like Makara and Paperboy were top tier <laughs> characters because one Paperboy is fucking smart he's a genius he, bruh, he, he had that nigga locked bruh, down. He had that nigga, like, he was really Batman in this nigga. Like, <laughs> really like, bruh, I'm telling you, you don't want these problems. And he got that nigga locked up. Right. And then Makara coming in there fast and flash and knocking nigga, bam, bam. <laughs> bruh, I was so geeked. That was probably the only thing I liked about that goddamn movie. Nah, I feel you. Because like you said, they had Icarus on such a high pedestal. Man. And I get it, you feel me? He's like that in the comments, whatever. But if you're going to have him in a movie and have him on such a high pedestal, I mean, he can't be getting his ass whooped like that. <laughs> and he was really getting his ass whooped by everything. He really wasn't even doing anything spectacular. He wasn't. Even his beams, bro. Like, he would hit the fucking deviants or whatever, and they wouldn't even really flinch like that. Right. It really wasn't Like, he took, hard. like, a couple wings off that one. But, like, other than that, like, he was having trouble with these bruh. niggas, bro. They was fucking him up. Bro. Like, you said, Makari and Face just like... <laughs> She was flying on that beach, nigga. Bruh. Giving him a cool four-piece combo every time. Bruh. She has some of the best cinematic speedster scenes ever. Facts. Ever, bruh. Like, they they really did her justice at that point. Like you said, they wasn't really showcasing them that much. No, it was only about Cersei and fucking Icarus. Yeah. Boring and Faceless was really just, like, there to make the little all-for-one machine. <laughs> Man. Like, they really played, downplayed how smart and how strong he could right, technically be. Right, because he really hopped on the beach like, come on, fam. You right. know what I can he do. Like. Wait, <laughs> he did. Wait, he had that shit set up to the bro. T, bro. Oh, my God. That shit was He dope. was like, you know what the fuck it is. Come on, fam. But I feel you. That scene was fire. Um, for my best fight, I got to go with the No Way Home finale scene. Um, again, it a lot of it wasn't really fighting. It was almost like a plan. Um, but it's just the weight of, of the scene, really. Like, we have been waiting all year to get to this point. And I feel like they delivered. Like, again, when you have such high expectations, it's easy to disappoint. It's easy to either go so hard in, in the fan service direction 
or go so hard in the story direction that things just seem to falter. And I feel like they juggled everything well. Like they gave each Spider-Man their time to shine. They gave each Spider-Man character moments from Toby stopping Tom from killing Green Goblin, from Andrew saving MJ when she was falling, and him like crying, literally just like, I could not let you die the same way Gwen died. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Like the action and the story, both of them together for me, is what makes that fight scene so memorable and so dope. Um, and even Tom's character when, you know what I'm saying, he was really finna get Green Goblin up out of there, nigga. Like, right. he was like, your life is over, fam. Like, when Green Goblin was literally just like, so you're gonna send us back to, to let us die? It's like, nah, I kept you here to kill you myself, nigga. Like, this point, nigga, for real. Like, for real, bro. So, I mean, these character moments were, were just beautiful to see mixed in with the, the great action the plan wasn't stupid because like i said like they could have leaned so far into the action part where the plan was just dumb like you know what i'm saying like it just wouldn't make sense but they was really in the lab cooking cures for like all these niggas and really had a plan bro because all of them are actually smart right i feel like that was like the first time they actually showcased how smart spider-man actually is Mm -hmm. especially for all three of them they kind of like dumbed them down it's like Nigga, they make their own webs. Well, two of them do. They make their own <laughs> webs. Like, that's not something easy to figure out. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, yeah. Like you said, it was just really dope. That yeah. last scene was dope. He was whooping Green Goblin's ass finally after getting his ass kicked. But yeah, it was dope. Yeah. So, again, that that's why I got to pick that for the best fight. Um, so, yours was Eternals. Beach fight. Mine was No Way Home. Finale fight. Enjoy y'all blurdies. But again, man, this... This is the end of the year. We hope everybody had a blessed year. Going into the new year, we hope you have a blessed 2022. You know what I'm saying? I mean, again, 2021 has been long, man. We, we've all been through a lot. We've all seen a lot happen this year. Man. But keep it pushing, man. Keep it pushing. Take care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally. If you need help, of, of course, talk to someone. But we're looking forward to, you know, doing bigger and better things in 2022 and and just speaking that into existence and claiming it. So, again, thank you all for listening. I mean, it's been a cool what We're on like week five, week six with our podcast and everyone that's been listening. We definitely appreciate y'all. Like we we really wouldn't be doing this without y'all. So, again, thank you so much. Um, But, yeah, happy new year, man. What you got to say? Yeah, for real. Happy New Year to y'all, man. I appreciate everything y'all doing. Shout out to the family. Shout out to our friends. Shout out to everybody on TikTok. Y'all really brought this to life for us. And this is something we've been talking about for years. So to be here and actually being able to do this, it's really dope. Um, Obviously, sending nothing but love and blessings for 2022. Um, We'll probably be busy. So we really won't be like talking on TikTok like that. Because we got Christmas and then New Year's and just pretty much with family. Back to back. back work too so yeah so yeah we appreciate you guys thank you for showing us love they did just ban us again on tiktok on live so someone's low-key hating so we might have to shut that down because tiktok obviously don't care but yeah love y'all yeah so again this is blurred alliance university thank you for tuning in for the first annual end of the year blurdies you know what i'm saying but again thank y'all so much we'll catch y'all in the new year have a happy new year stay safe and we'll see y'all in 2022 Class is dismissed. This is J-Rock. Make the last minute. Yay!